Hey everybody and welcome to Get Real. I'm Linda Dunham with Coldwell Banker Berniza Realtors and And I'm Brian Dunham, also with Coldwell Banker Berniza Realtors. I really think we have to work on that opening though. Possibly. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. And Brian, nice work getting your name correct. Well, I, I've been working at it. Nice work, honey. Nice work. <laughs> hey, so um, in just conjunction with our last podcast, I just want to clarify a couple of things. Um, I was talking about the movie Up the other week um, and that my husband was Mr. Hendrickson and I was Ellie, but he's uh, actually Mr. Fredrickson. We were discussing. He thought he was Kevin. I said, no, I think that's like the weird screaming bird. But I mean, you know, be whoever you need to be, I guess. Right. <laughs> Just need to clarify that. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. So today, hopefully I'm not going to be doing most of the talking, but I'm OK with that if I do. Um, we would like to talk about buying 101. How does someone buy their first home? Um, I think it's a question that comes up often. People often don't know where to begin or what happens first. And given that you're the exclusive buyer's agent, I suspect you may be doing the uh, lion's share of the talking here. <laughs> well, perhaps. <laughs> um, so in regards to purchasing, Brian, uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the rates. That's something that keeps popping up for everyone. Yeah, I mean, the the rates are fairly consistent, still floating around that 7% mark. Um, the interesting part about rates is usually uh, your interest rates uh, go from oh, a little bit higher on a 30-year uh, uh, fixed because the banks can't mitigate uh, the risk as easily uh, to something a little bit more aggressive as far as rates are concerned, the lower the term is. So a 10-year rate generally is going to be uh, the best rate that you can get. Uh, but interestingly enough, this spread right now is very, very small. And actually, the best rate you can get right now uh, that I've found in just quickly looking is a 20-year rate. So uh, the 30-year was at 7, the 20-year is 6.75, and a 15 and a 10 are both uh, 6.875, which uh, is is quite abnormal. So, you know, the, the, the idea would be that we're trying to, or the, the lenders are trying to kind of slow things down as far as some of the purchasing is concerned. Uh, but we have not seen that, in my opinion, as far as a major slowdown. There has been uh, a, a pullback, but not uh, a major, major slowdown. We still have a lot of inventory. So that's kind of my t quick take on the rate there this week. But as far as um, being a first-time home buyer, what, what are your suggestions on how to get the ball rolling first? If somebody called you out of the blue and said, hey, I've never done this before, what should I do? What's the first step? I always tell people to contact um, typically two to three different lenders. Have a conversation with them, see if they qualify to get pre-approved. Um, a pre-approval isn't as frightening as it used to be for people. Um, essentially, you can contact a lender, talk with them over the phone if that's the most convenient way of doing things, and then you can apply for the loan online, which you know doesn't take very long at all. Um, so many things nowadays are technology-based, which makes things so much easier, more convenient, and efficient for consumers. Um, 
you know, oftentimes I, I, I'll tell a buyer that contacts me, you know, get a hold of a lender. If you know your credit score, just kind of let them know that up front. Um, they may have some initial questions, you know, like, what do you, you know, what what's your monthly income? Do you know how much debt you're carrying per month? But even then, you know, a lot of times they're just going to direct you to their website to fill out an application. Um, through the and, years... And if it doesn't go well at one, mm -hmm. you know, there are lots of options out there. So just, just because it doesn't go well at one doesn't mean that there aren't other opportunities, um, both locally and abroad. I mean, there is a a number of lenders for, for good credit buyers and for poor credit buyers and for everybody in between. So just, just because you don't get the answer you want at one of them doesn't mean that there isn't another avenue that we could point you towards or that you could be pointed towards that would, uh, would allow for, you know, better results. Mm -hmm. I'll agree with that. And, and not only that, you know, the other facade that people have in their minds still is that they need this, you know, life savings that they have to pour into a home. There are many programs out there that are zero down, you know, which could be a USDA loan, VA loans. You know, if you're a veteran, a VA loan is zero down. There's also um, programs, you know, FHA, WIDA loans. DAP programs, DAP, down, yep. down payment assist. Down, no. DPA. DPA. <laughs> well, I think it's called DAP. Anyway, it's, it's assisted down payment anyway. Uh, but yes, there are those programs as well. <laughs> um, Should have had another cup of coffee, I guess. Well, I've had enough for both of us. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are different programs available where you, you know, anywhere from zero to 5% down. Obviously, you can put more down if you want, avoiding PMI. But that's possibly a conversation for another time. Which is private mortgage mortgage insurance. That is correct. Yeah, I see. Um, you know, something else I like to tell buyers as well is, you know, just be open to, I guess, you know, timeframes. If you don't get pre-approved for a home today, just note that most lenders in our area um, are so willing to work with you getting your credit in order, helping you, giving you advice. Yeah, they'll, put together, they'll help put together a plan for mm -hmm. you. So if it's not today, there's a time frame and, and you know, an end goal and, mm -hmm. and a step-by-step -step process that they can help, you know, walk you through. So you, so you have an idea of, you know, is it going to be three months, six months, a mm -hmm. year? What, you know, what are we looking at? Right. And we've learned as well that most consumers are shopping online for homes approximately six months before they decide that they're going to try to make a purchase. So they're out there looking, they're out there shopping, they're out there weighing their options, potentially deciding on a location, uh, type of home that they want, things like that. Uh, it's always good to gain the knowledge uh, and meet with a realtor as well. I always do suggest that, of course, <laughs> being that I am a realtor and a buyer's agent. Uh, but I really enjoy sitting face-to-face -face with a new client and answering any questions they may have. You know, having that initial meeting before they're pre-approved, before they've even started looking for a home, because they have a lot of questions being that they've never done this before. And, and I even feel... if you've done it before, there's usually a lot of questions. I mean, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, general consumers, you know, only purchase you know every eight-ish years so and a lot I mean a lot happens if you look back you know eight years ago think of everything that happened in the last mm -hmm. eight years um, you know from interest rates to COVID to mm -hmm. I mean just all kinds of stuff so it, it's not that there, there really aren't a lot of dumb questions I mean some of them are repetitive but but they're not dumb questions it's very 
there's a there's a lot that changes. There is. The the real estate market is ever changing. It's always cyclical and, and moving in different directions. Um and, and I like to tell my clients as well that there really isn't a foolish question when it comes to home ownership or selling your home. Just as I wouldn't be able to go and perform their job without asking a ton of questions, they don't sell real estate every day. You know, they're not purchasing a home every day. Uh, so, so there's a lot that does come up. There's so many advantages to home ownership that I wish people knew about. There's tax advantages. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Brian? <laughs> sure. Catching you off guard. That's <laughs> you what were, I do yeah, best. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there are tax advantages, but you know, a tax advantage, in, I guess in my mind, is probably not the primary reason to purchase a house. That's just one of the added right. bonuses. In my mind, the 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 big thing would be that, generally speaking, you, you've got appreciation over the life of uh, ownership of the property. And so if you compare that to renting, um, mm-hmm. you know, ge- generally, you're, you're going to come out a, a bit ahead. Um, you know, and, and does the tax advantage come into play? Sure, that's part mm-hmm. of what happens, um, but but not the primary reason to. No, no, of course not. Just one of them. But, you know, there's appreciation. There's, you know... I always tell buyers that essentially they are investing in themselves as opposed to, you know, paying a landlord and investing in someone else. There's so many different benefits. Obviously, there's the pride of home ownership, but there's more freedom, I feel like, in owning your own home as well. You know, you can do different things to the house that you want to do. You can have a pet if you want. I was just going to say. <laughs> you knew I was going to go to the pet route. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of dogs, as Brian knows. And um, so that is a huge, that's actually one of the questions I ask my buyers. Do you have any pets? You know, keeping in mind they may need a yard or a fenced in yard or, you know, some room for the dog to roam around or the dogs. Right, Bri? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if you're thinking about, you know, possibly making a move, getting what, out of the renting situation, uh, it is sometimes a good idea to meet with a realtor, uh, particularly a buyer's agent, about three to six months in advance. What I like to do is get a game plan in place, prep you, help you get things started, or, or like I like to say, get the ball rolling get you introduced to a few lenders. Create a map of the playing field, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, You know, and just get things in order. Uh, Like I mentioned, knowledge is power. And I really like that my buyers become educated in that initial process. And then when we go out to look at homes and do the shopping, I feel like they have an edge up. You know, they know what they're getting into. More questions, of course, are going to arise through that time together. But at least they have an idea of what's going to happen. Well, the more prepared the buyer is, the easier it is to make a decision if it needs to be something that happens uh, rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ability to already have and process the information, you know, the questions that they might have certainly condenses the time frame that a person might be able to act. Right. Well, I can tell you, you know, within the last three years, uh, buyers have had to have a pre-approval letter uh, before we even go out on showings with as quickly as as the market was moving. You know, there were offers coming in within an hour of a house being listed, uh, you know, and, and things were pretty crazy. I mean, good luck trying to get a hold of a lender, developing a relationship, get your credit pulled and get an app approved. In an hour. Yeah. And then try to write the offer. <laughs> right. Uh, so my suggestion is always to get that pre-approval letter in place 
for a dollar amount that you are comfortable with. And when meeting with a lender, tell the lender what your comfort level per month is. You know, I've had multiple buyers with their very first homes get pre-approved for $500,000, $600,000. Well, yeah, can you afford that? Sure, but do you want to afford that? If you're paying- Yeah, being home poor is not fun. No, you know, and, and let's say you're paying 1500 a month for rent, which can be an average price here, maybe in the city of Eau Claire. Let's say you're paying that per month and that is completely comfortable with you. You're paying your other bills, you're drumming up savings, you're able to live a comfortable life. Go into the lender and tell them, hey, I want a payment with taxes and insurance of 1500 a month, you know, and, and then they will tell you what that's going to get you. Now, it may not get you what you want, but if you have room to move, then you can also change that pre-approval accordingly based on credit and all of the other things, debt ratio and all of that. Um, but, you know, Brian, what do you find on the flip side, you know, on the selling side? What kind of buyers are coming to you and presenting, you know, what, what are some, I guess, are you seeing any closing cost credits yet in this market? Are you seeing... Um, any leasebacks? Are you? I mean, what what are you seeing no, from most from the of, selling point? Yeah, for, from a selling standpoint, we've been dealing with uh, primarily very clean offers. Uh, some of them, in in my mind, uh, uncomfortably clean. You know, <laughs> um, but it's as you know, representing a seller, it sure is nice to have a cash offer with no contingencies, closing in you know three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, we were seeing a lot of those. Uh, some of them you know, when they start competing with one another may have uh, different clauses that would help uh, escalate the price versus some of the other uh, offers. Um, you know, there, there's, I don't know, some split thought on that. Uh, regardless, those are some of the offers that we would see come in. And to me, I, you know, I think the the more communication you can have with your buyer or seller uh, beforehand um, and, and kind of talk through the different possible scenarios that might happen, the easier it is to navigate through the process, whether it's from a, from a seller standpoint, whether it's receiving, you know, one offer or multiple offers, um, because there are different negotiation techniques that you would want to use, uh, throughout that process, depending on what the actual offer was versus what the actual offers are. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of, you know, I hope that answers the question. I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. So, you know, the market is on my end anyway, as a buyer's agent, the market is quieting some. What about timing? I mean, like, do you think, you know, is it better to buy and list now versus buy and list later? I mean, there's pros and cons to both, Mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I guess I have a different thought process than the majority. Uh, many people seem to, buy and sell in the spring, in the spring market, summer market. And I get it. Kids are out of school. Things, you know, are exciting. And it's, it's not snowing. Yeah, it's not <laughs> snowing, you know, and, and, and many people don't want to move in the winter. But from my perspective, uh, I have found from a personal, you know, standpoint that when I have purchased in the fall or winter months, I've gotten a better deal. I also have found that there's still clients out there, you know, in, in regards to selling when we sold our homes. I think the only time we've ever 
moved has been in the. F- it's been in the winter. Yeah, fall and winter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can I can verify that. Yeah. 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 The last time that we moved. Um, that was cold. It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, we we actually had a front row seat to being buyers and sellers, and we hadn't in over a decade. Uh, we decided after our kids grew in 2020, February of 2020, that we would prep the house, clean things out, make the girls take their prom dresses back, you know, make the kids take all of their little things they left at our house. Uh, when they moved out, um, we cleaned our house, got everything ready and listed our home. Uh, I believe it was the second or third week of March in 2020. I guess Brian and I it are... It was really early in March. Yeah. We were... We were we're pretty optimistic people. That was the, I mean, that was the COVID, you know, shutdown. And so at that point in time, we didn't know, I mean, nobody knew obviously what was going to happen with the market. Well, we listed the week before the world actually shut down and accepted our offer the day the world shut down. Um, And then accepted an offer without telling all the details. They wanted to close in 30 days. Well, we hadn't even begun to look for homes and didn't know where we were going to go. And I don't really know that your mom and dad wanted us to live with them at that time. <laughs> and I really didn't. I loved them, but I didn't want to live in their basement either. Um, so we ended up moving to a 680 square foot home. I'm going to call it a one and a half bedroom, kind of. And um, we lived there through the the essentially through 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, our office had shut down. We still were working. We were deemed essential. But we worked out of our tiny little house. Brian sat at a tiny little bistro set in our tiny little kitchen. Yeah. And I sat in the other bedroom, I guess you could call it, that basically I'd sit at the vanity, get ready, turn to put my clothes on because there's my closet. It was the most efficient and, you've ever been. Yeah, yeah. And then turned around and sat at my desk. Um so we did that and then but but we ended up finding we ended up listing our house then um and selling it in November and then moving and closing on our current home in the end of December actually yeah. December 31st of 2020 and um i mean it it was very cold but for what it was i mean we we had a serious buyer that purchased our home i mean yeah. that that's the other thought i have with the fall and winter buyers is that they are serious. Yep. Like to be out there looking in blizzards and snowstorms and showing up for those showings and moving in that time of year in Wisconsin, they they know what they want. Yeah, I think there's some distinct advantage to being in the market when it's quote unquote slower. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just the typical market swings. I think there's some advantage there. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can time when you're selling and sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you know, a promotion or whatever and you're, you're gone. But um yeah, I, I think that there is some from a from both a buyer and seller standpoint, there's some certainty that goes along with looking during that time frame. Yep, and I think that you know, oftentimes, obviously, we can't guarantee anything in life, but oftentimes there is a little bit less competition, you know, that time of year, which makes things a little bit more comfortable for buyers, especially if if they're you know a person that doesn't like to compete, you know, and they like to take things you know, slow and make maybe more, um, analytical decisions. Um, so yeah, a lot of advantages on both sides of the coin. Uh, I'm always happy to sit down with someone before they even decide what they're going to be doing in regards to home ownership. whether you're thinking about buying next year, mid year, whether you're thinking about buying next month, you know, I'm always open to chatting with you. I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. I've never 
said that I was a salesperson. I'm more of an educator, counselor. Uh, I like to say older sister, not mom. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm here to help you with, with any questions or, or needs you may have. I mean, this is, this is what I've done for 20 years and it's what I love doing. I, I love helping you achieve your goals. So yeah. Anything to say beyond that, Mr. Well, Fredrickson? I, <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, I think from a timing standpoint, any time is the right time to sell, but very often people kind of get hung up in waiting for the perfect time. And I think that when people start doing that, they very frequently miss the perfect time because they're so busy waiting for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that if, uh, you know, if it's time to move, it's time to move and, and, and being able to meet with an agent beforehand, uh, you know, just to get the questions out of the way, like you said, three to six months in advance. I think that's a, a wonderful thing because uh, from a listing perspective, you know, we can go through and say, geez, these things are going to be uh, potential issues. You might want to address them now um, or gosh, the home is wonderful and, you know, you might be able to get going sooner than later. Also to be able to have, again, the flexibility of knowing what you want and where you need to go with it uh, versus some of the outside factors, you know, p potential rate increases or uh, any other very varying factors. Um, you know, I think, again, the more information you have the earlier, the easier it is to make educated decisions. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would agree. Everything is temporary and nothing is certain. That's true. <laughs> Good advice, eh? I didn't know we were going philosophical at the oh, end. Oh, we're like always this, going huh? philosophical. We're always <laughs> going philosophical. Well, any questions, always feel free to give us a call, email us, uh, find us on our Get Brian and Linda Facebook page. We always love to help. We love local. We love our people here in the Chippewa Valley. Yeah, and if you if if you're just interested in and seeing what's out there, our website is realestatechanged.com, and you can go and register uh, to, to be on the portal and uh, have access to essentially most of the MLS, and, and Linda can uh, help you know, coordinate your searches and you can get updated on all kinds of stuff. Even if it's just, you know, what's the neighbor's house selling for, or mm -hmm. gosh, I'm really interested in a cabin sometime. Maybe, you know, get yourself set up for a search like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's pretty pain-free and, and very, very flexible. Mm -hmm. So it really is. And there's so much information, so many different ways of doing things now that I, I, I love educating buyers just like you love educating your sellers because there's so much out there that people aren't aware of, you know, not only has technology increased, but options have increased. And I mean, we, our goal is to get you into a home or sell your home. Get you into or out of. Yes. There you go. Yes. Either way. Either way. <laughs> my, my job is to help you be homeless. That's my job. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us again today. We really look forward to chatting with you again next week. We hope you have a beautiful fall day. And we'll we'll see you Ooh, soon. Fall. Yep, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is fall. We won't really see you soon either. I'm thinking that through a little bit <laughs> yeah. here. You'll hear from us there again soon. Yes. This is, this is our second time. Just bear with us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.